pelvic therapy is everything. Pelvic floor is what everyone who has a pelvic floor, which is everybody, needs. Um, so it is, I think, a really good connection of the whole body. Uh, something that I kind of joke with a little bit is that I didn't become a real PT until I was a pelvic floor therapist. I really feel like the pelvic floor connects the whole body. And it's that it's this muscle group that connects to the pelvis, which I think is a huge foundation for the whole body. And so, yes, we focus on the pelvic floor muscles and the pelvis in pelvic floor therapy, but we have to consider the whole body. It's still PT. So I kind of think pelvic floor therapy is like, for everybody, anyone that has a pelvis and a pelvic floor, like probably at some point in their life might need to talk with a pelvic floor therapist. It's really the connection of the bottom half of the body to the upper half of the body. We are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain. And I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Welcome back, Arable friends. We are continuing our awesome series with the Genesis team. And we have Dr. Jen with us today, which is, um, you know, we're not supposed to have favorites, but she's she's my favorite because she's my PT. So we're going to get... <laughs> We're going to get an exclusive today because we're going to ask some questions and, you know, I'm, I'm going to share a thing or two. But um, before, we, before we jump in, uh, let me just tell you all a little bit about Dr. Jen and kind of who she is. Um, she received her bachelor's in exercise science and her doctor of physical therapy from Carroll University. Jen, how do you say this place in Wisconsin? Waukesha. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, through her continuing education coursework, she specialized in a certification in pregnancy and postpartum physical therapy. She loves teaching women about their body and what's normal and building great, great relationships with her patients. Um, one of her favorite hobbies is Zumba, and she loves trying out new exercises or dance classes. Uh, she has incredible passion for treating pelvic floor issues and couldn't be more excited to be on the Genesis team. Jen, thank you so much for coming on to Arable today and chatting with us. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. I feel so honored. What did I miss? What would you like to add maybe professionally? Maybe there's personal stuff that would be helpful for our listeners to know that maybe I didn't touch on in the intro. Sure, yeah. So I am from Wisconsin originally. Um, yeah. So you will probably we can hear it. That. Yeah, we can hear it. <laughs> like yeah. all of my patients are we like, we love it. What did you just call my purse? A bag? <laughs> yes. A, ba- a bag? <laughs> yes. I um, so I, uh, fun fact, I was originally born in Alabama, but I moved at a very young age up to Wisconsin with my family and uh, moved to the Green Bay area. So I'm originally from Green Bay and then I moved down to, it's basically the Milwaukee area uh, for college. And that's where I met my husband. We have uh, technically the same undergraduate degree in exercise science and then I continued on for grad school at Carroll as well. Uh, Many people have probably heard about Waukesha recently. They actually had some really big news there. Um, There was the big Christmas parade incident there just recently which was really sad. So 
Um, I definitely had to check in on all my friends and family there and that community just came together really nicely, which is so cool because that's my college town and it's cool to see it's like a community that really loves each other and all of that. So I love Wisconsin. I am a huge Packer fan. I was about to ask, are you a Packer fan? Yeah, I'm not going to be cheering for the Cowboys any day soon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, we'll tolerate you at the <laughs> But, yes, yeah, so I, like I said, I met my husband in college, and then I am a mom, too. So I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and it is um, testing me in ways that I never thought I would be tested, but I love it. I have a little boy, and he oh. uh, keeps me going, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, may I ask, what brought you to Texas? Yeah, so my husband, he is a strength and conditioning coach, so very similar to PT, um, but he likes to kind of joke, like, he likes to work with people not in pain <laughs> and likes <laughs> to work with, like, strong athletes and all that. So he was working at a university in Wisconsin, and then um, – He found a job at UNT here in Denton, and uh, so he his job moved us down here pretty quickly just this summer. And then I kind of wrapped up things at home in Wisconsin, and then we came. My son and I came down about a month later, and we moved into our house in July. And so we've just been here since July, really June, July, and it's uh, a whole new world. But we love Dallas and Fort Worth, and the only thing we would say, which we were talking before we recorded, was I don't love the traffic, but it is uh, everything that we wanted, and we love the warm weather, actually. Like, it's December, oh. and, like, I am wearing... It's in the 70s. Yeah. I'm angry about it. I'm glad you like it. It makes me oh. very upset, because we don't get enough cold weather. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> y'all, their Christmas trees oh. are up. Can the weather just get with it? I did feel weird today when Christmas music was on, and I was like kind of warm like I want to take my sweater off yeah like um, yeah I to listen to Christmas music and sweat like yeah. right long in the same experience but when you have experienced uh let's see like October through March of snow yeah you're kind of like done with it yeah. um so I will gladly welcome 70s in December for the rest of my life yeah I would you know normally the joke is you may never see snow again but this year has proved us wrong. So I, I will just um, not jinx any of us. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I love that. So you're like a recent transplant. Welcome to Texas. I don't know if I realized that. So excited. We love when people come and join the, the Texas tribe here. Okay. We are starting the Genesis interviews all the same way because it's so neat to hear each of you texture uh, this first question in your own unique way. So Dr. Jen, what is pelvic floor therapy in your own words? I love this question, but it's also a really hard one because it's like pelvic floor therapy is everything. Um, it, I can, like that answer. We could leave it right here because <laughs> just, the world would know. That's just pelvic floor is what everyone who has a pelvic floor, which is everybody, needs. Um, so it is, I think, a really good connection of the whole body. Uh, something that I kind of joke with a little bit is that I didn't become a real PT until I was a pelvic floor therapist. Oh, I love but, that so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I uh, will talk about it in a little bit, but I really feel like the pelvic floor connects the whole body. And it's 
that it's this muscle group that connects to the pelvis, which I think is a huge foundation for the whole body. And so, yes, we focus on the pelvic floor muscles and the pelvis in pelvic floor therapy, but we have to consider the whole body. It's still PT, right? PT is treatment of the musculoskeletal system. It's still that normal treatment of the body and pain that we think of, but just a little bit more focused to, but what's happening at these muscles down here? And how is that affecting pain in your neck? Or how is that affecting issues all throughout your body? And then also, how are those areas affecting the pelvic floor too? So I kind of think pelvic floor therapy is like for everybody, anyone that has a pelvis and a pelvic floor, like probably at some point in their life might need to talk with a pelvic floor therapist. It's really the connection of the bottom half of the body to the upper half of the body. Yeah. So good. So hashtag pelvic floor therapy is everything. I love it. Is it is everything. Yes. It's anything yeah. that you need it to be. Yeah. <laughs> what drew you into the work of pelvic floor therapy? So it's a very interesting route. I know I've been listening to some of the other episodes and all of us have a very interesting way of how we got into pelvic floor therapy. Yeah. And it is very interesting because I came out of school actually even while we were in school we probably had like one or two lectures on like here's your pelvic floor Mm. and that's really it and you can do kegels and (laughs) carry on don't you say that don't you say that k-word here Uh (laughs) no 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 (laughs) and so it was kind of one of those things where you're like okay everyone has a pelvic floor cool I don't want to do that ever um which I'm quickly learning, never say never, but uh, it was in school, I thought like, no, I'm not that person that's going to do that. And I was really interested in what we call acute care PT. So like working in the hospital, working with people who have had knee replacements, or maybe they had open heart surgery, whatever. So that's what I found my first job in. um, When did I graduate? In 2014. So like seven and a half years ago. And I did really love it. I worked at a couple of different hospitals and loved just the like quick pace. You get to see lots of different people and all of that. Um, Eventually, I started picking up more hours in the outpatient clinic. That's like, you know, standard ortho PT. That's what people think of when they think of physical therapy, really just to get more hours. And so I was like, I guess I can do that. I mean, I learned it. I had clinical rotations in outpatient therapy, but like I loved inpatient and loved, you can help somebody after they've had a major car accident. I worked at a level two trauma center. So people would have these horrific accidents and you're the person to be like, all right, we're getting out of bed and I'm going to help you walk. And I love that. I love getting to like help people on that level. Um, But As I started working in the clinic more, um, randomly we started getting more pregnant women in our clinic being referred from the OBGYNs. And so Mm -hmm. I I think they kind of just threw them on me because I was a newer grad and all the more experienced therapists were like, I don't know how I feel about working with pregnant women. And at the time I was treating kind of general neck pain, low back pain, maybe hip pain, knee pain, whatever. And... I started getting these pregnant women and I was like, cool, you guys, it's still back pain. It's just, there's a belly there. And (laughs) so 
I uh, started treating these pregnant women and loved it. I was like, I love pregnant bellies. I love that you can help these women who've been told like, oh, you're pregnant. It's normal to have low back pain, um, but it's not. It's never normal to have pain any point in your life, before you're pregnant, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, any point. You shouldn't have pain. And so I decided to kind of go into my kind of specialization of pregnancy and postpartum. And the funny thing is I chose that specialization that I did through the APTA, which is the American Physical Therapy Association, uh, because it was all external work. I was like, I don't even have to do fellow floor. I can just <laughs> learn all this stuff and I can just refer so I don't have to do it. And so I started doing that for a little bit longer and then I started getting more postpartum women and I was like, I just need to refer these women on. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can help you with the pain. But like when they start talking about leakage, I'm like, it, I, you guys, I feel terrible saying this. But what we're taught in school is like, well, you could try Kegels. And so that's what I would tell people. And now I like yeah. cringe at that. But that's what we're, I mean, we're really not taught in school, at least at that point. I mean, seven years ago, yeah. we weren't. And so I would just be like, I mean, you could try Kegels. And then if it doesn't get better, you can talk to our therapist over here. And that was all I knew to do, which is like crazy as a PT. That's all I knew to do, let alone any other medical professional wouldn't know any better. And so eventually I like hemmed and hawed, like I should take a pelvic floor course just so I know it. I was like, I'm not going to practice it. I'm just going to pretend to learn the I'm just going to know about it and never <laughs> do it. Yeah. And so I literally went into the course. I was like, cool. So I was like 10 weeks pregnant and I was like, well, I get to like skip a lot of the internal stuff. That's cool. Um, and I, you don't have to, um, we, we can talk about this more if you guys want to, but you can totally do internal work during pregnancy. But I was like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I don't even know what this is going to be. I don't know if I want people to do internal stuff on me. And these are people who are just learning, like, what are they going to do? Yep. So I went to the course and I uh, thought it was really interesting. I liked it, but I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just dabble. We'll see. So I get back into the clinic, start treating it. And at this point, I actually got a job at a pelvic floor clinic um, because I started falling in love with it so much. And I kind of got hired because of the pregnancy postpartum specialization that I had. And then um, that wonderful boss was like willing to help mentor me in pelvic floor more and all of that. So the more and more and more that I started doing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I was meant to do. Like, wow. I can't believe how in school I was so far from it, but now the more I've, I've done, I mean, it's been three and a half years now that I've been doing pelvic floor therapy. I fall more and more in love with it, and I love working with just like the whole array of all the issues because, yeah. like I said before, it has taken me from being a PT that can do like neck or back pain or all these other things to like connecting the whole body. And it's taken my mind from, you have shoulder pain, we're focusing at the shoulder, to, well, you have these pelvic floor issues and you've always had this shoulder issue that like never improved with classic PT. Clearly that never got to the root cause of things. And that's like the beauty of 
what we do with the pelt floor is like you can find some crazy root causes and it can change someone's life. I mean, yeah. I've had people go to PT hundreds of times for their low back and it never gets better. And then they come to pelt floor therapy and you're addressing these things that they had no idea were there. You've convinced them that they're constipated because they really are and they just don't realize it. And then you work <laughs> on it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this back pain that I've been living with forever is better. So it's a really all over the place way that I got here. But I think it's just the way it was meant to be that eventually I found where I was supposed to be. And um, also, I won't complain that I don't have to work weekends and holidays anymore. Yeah, like you have to yeah. in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Unless I want to. I can always schedule someone on the weekend if I really wanted to. I I love your story and, and where you're weaving in kind of the unique uh, lens that you guys function from because... I mean, now that I have gotten to know um, the pelvic floor field it, from a multidisciplinary team approach as a um, sex expert and, and therapist and and then just got to know the Genesis team uh, more and more over time, honestly, I, I hear people just, you know, in different circles of my everyday life, I'm like, you should go to pelvic floor PT. I don't even care what they complain about. I'm like, you should probably start there. <laughs> just go. Yeah, just start there. Because, and they're like, why? And I'm like, I just don't think you guys understand. And you're telling the story, Jen. Like, even in PT school, it's not touched on enough. And it's not touched on enough in a lot of other medical training, too, and then any other, any other type of therapist. Mm-hmm. So I'm very passionate about this. I'm like, just go to pelvic floor PT. Just start there. And I've always told people, if they're not the right fit, they actually probably are going to be the best referrers and have the best list of where to go next. So even if they're not, their evaluation and then referral is top notch. You guys work differently. You're very whole body oriented and, and you see the problems and the issues differently, which I have such a value for. Yeah. And I usually tell people, we should see some type of improvement within a couple of appointments. And it makes me so sad that you've had treatment in the past for months and months and months from any type of medical professional without improvement in symptoms. And so especially being, you know, people pay for our, our services. So if you are paying for this, like that's pressure on me. I want to see you get better too. And so it should be within a couple of appointments, we should see something happen. And yes, and if it's not, then yes, we definitely need to figure out, okay, something else is going on. Is there a specialist in another area we need to refer you to? Uh, I mean, I recommend mental health therapy for like almost everyone because there's so much that connects the physical and emotional parts of the body. And then we get into the pelvic floor. That's a very like heavy personal area and I like to talk about a lot of yes there's so much emotion and even energy in the pelvis that is just like really heavy and so I'm always just like I don't know I'm not a professional I have a minor in psychology but that means nothing go to the professionals please (laughs) which is why we love working with you guys okay so let's pivot just a smidge Dr. Jen you have been called the visceral queen by your Genesis crew. 
our people need to know what this is and the power that it has to help them. So give us the breakdown. Okay. Visceral manipulation is the fancy term. Sounds scary. It's not. Um, or visceral work is sometimes what I like to call it because it sounds less scary. Uh, so if we think of the organs in our body, let's specifically talk about the abdominal organs. Uh, we have fascia or what we call connective tissue, but the fancy term is fascia. Uh, so I'm going to keep using that term because it's easier. So we have fascia that wraps around everything. So this fascia actually starts up in our head and neck area, comes down through our neck and wraps around every organ in our chest cavity and it comes and connects into all and around all those abdominal organs. And then, this is super cool, comes and connects directly into the pelvic floor muscles. This same fascia is everywhere throughout our body. So it connects like our skin to the muscle and all of that. So when people like you're dissecting a chicken um, or just eating chicken and you see that like uh, kind of sticky stuff uh, yeah. in between the layers, that's fascia. And we have fascia everywhere in our body. And it's what keeps everything connected. When you hear the term, everything's connected. Yes, it is. So if I'm working on someone, they're like, I feel that in my shoulder. I'm like, you probably do because it's connected. And so we think of this connective tissue that comes and wraps around the organs. And essentially, we're assessing if that tissue is being able to move and stretch how it should. Hmm. So uh, the way that I was kind of taught through this uh, is through the institute called Herman and Wallace. Uh, that's a very common pelvic floor certification kind of uh, company. So how they teach it to us is basically any big injuries or traumas in the past can actually lead to the organs not being able to function how they should. So if you think of, let's just pick a random organ, let's just say the bladder. Um, let's say one time when you were a kid, you slipped on ice and fell on your butt. Uh, the body's goal with our organs is to go into protective mechanism. And it's obviously our organs keep us alive and all that, they keep us functioning normally. And so it's gonna protect all of these organs. And so that fascia tenses up around the organ and helps to keep it like still and protected and heals it if it needs to, whatever. So then, you can have tightness of this fascia around any of those organs. Again, the example is the bladder. The bladder could be kind of held up in that tense spot for years and years and years. And sometimes if it was a very traumatic incident, like a car accident or maybe a big surgery or a big infection, that fascia can just stay tight and tense. And then the bladder can't move within the pelvis how it should. So if I go to reach one direction, my skin should come with me, the muscles in another direction activate, and the organs should shift with me, all of that. And if the organs aren't able to gently shift how they need to, all of the things that connect to the organs can't function normally either. So, i.e. the pelvic floor, because that fascia comes and connects into the pelvic floor. So we look at mobility as a loose term, um, to tell us what is happening with the fascia. So I can kind of assess the bladder side to side, assess the uterus side to side to see is that fascia moving how it should 
And then essentially what we're doing is interacting with the nervous system and saying, okay, this isn't working how it should. We're going to apply pressure into this tissue and activate the nervous system to become aware of that area. And then the brain goes, oh, it's tight there. It needs to let go. And then it lets go. And it is just the coolest type of manual therapy that we can do. It's very gentle. It sounds aggressive. It's not aggressive at all. It's very gentle. And we always start super gentle on the body because we never know how someone's body is going to react. So mm -hmm. I really like visceral work because it is kind of like this extra piece of explaining weird pain. So I've yes. had people, again, like work with me in pelvic floor therapy before I even did this. And then I'm like, oh, I learned this new technique. Let's try it. And we're working on the fascia that wraps around the kidney. And it magically like starts helping more of the pelvic floor things or magically starts like helping their low back pain that they've had forever. And when we start to look at the anatomy of the kidney and the hip flexor sit like one on top of the other, people who talk about, oh, my hip flexors are always tight and I stretch and stretch and stretch and it never goes away. And then we come and like work on the kidney and then it's like, oh, well, your hip flexors are mobile again. So that's super cool. So maybe there was an injury there a long time ago or something that happened, but we can apply this to just all of the different abdominal organs. And it's amazing. cool. It can just do amazing things. I've seen really cool progress for, from every type of pain. And I also really like, I've also gotten to work on the fertility side of things with some patients. So we more. can, oh, it's my favorite. Uh, we can work on a lot of this mobility and really it's focusing on creating blood flow to an area. So we are looking at the uterus, the fallopian tubes, the ovaries, obviously as our reproductive organs as women, and we are promoting blood flow to those areas to help increase fertility. And if the, the mobility is not what it needs to be, it can really affect the fertilization from happening and things being viable. So I've gotten to see patients who claim that, oh my gosh, I saw you. And then like the next time I saw them, they're like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, cool, that's what we were working on. And so it's really cool. You can work on so many different things within the visceral world. And yeah. I love it. We had kind of heard that as we were getting to know you guys. And then Dr. Becky was like, oh, yeah, we're all getting trained in that. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. um, and I was so excited because some of the, the rumor mill, the good kind, that, that had come out was that not only does the visceral work really facilitate your classic physical therapy type complaint, you know, like pain and mobility and, and all of that, but that doing working with that fascia where it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing was actually helping some other health issues. And so I'm so glad that you gave that example because I just, I don't think people know what is available to them to really and truly holistically go after their health and flourishing. And I feel like this is a big piece. Yes. And it's important to note that fascia has nerve endings running through it. It has blood vessels running through it. So it explains so much on how fascia can be a huge factor in pain and it can just make such a difference. It's, it's just the weirdest thing, but it works. Like 
I have people who I'm like, I'm going to do this weird thing. And it's, I promise it's helpful, but we're just going to try it. And if it doesn't change your symptoms, it's okay. We still know that the fascia is now working better how it should. And it's still helping your pelvic floor. So ultimately, the goal is still pelvic floor because that's usually what they're seeing me for. I, I can attest to some of those weird things that work. Some pretty cool magic from Dr. Jen. And I have all my own names for them because I don't, I don't know the technical <laughs> side. Well, I named one of them. them. We, we nicknamed one of them diaphragmatic flicking, but that's not what it's called. <laughs> Because uh, uh, this in my world, and I would like, <laughs> I would like a side of diaphragmatic. We are going <laughs> to, we are going to name it that. Because um, Dr. Jen has done some. Would you call it visceral work with the the diaphragm to to help breathe and and just kind of getting the body to start responding and hold, not holding on to the tension there? Is that what that would be? Definitely. So that release, I'm mostly focusing on a kind of like a for if there's any like PTs out there listening it's a rebound technique to help with uh the diaphragm relaxing a little bit more and that specific one is a little bit more musculoskeletal related like muscle like diaphragm uh-huh. um it does work with fascia to help release uh there's another release that I do to help relax the diaphragm a little bit too because we find it to be so tense in a lot of people with pelvic floor issues and there is more of a like visceral component if you want to think of it that way in that we can help encourage the liver and the stomach down because in pregnancy those get like jammed up into the diaphragm and it can actually cause tightness that way so that's a little bit more viscerally when i'm like intentionally like okay we're gonna like focus into what's happening at the liver here focus into what's happening at the stomach um but uh yeah i like I like the diaphragm. Doesn't everything, too. <laughs> doesn't everything get a little jammed up in pregnancy? I like a very good technical accurate term. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to need to go make an appointment with Dr. Jim, get everything unjammed after yes. two You'd be surprised the number of people I see that I'm like, can you just like take a deep breath for me? And they do. And it's like pretty good. But I'm like, well, we're just going to try and see what happens if we work on your diaphragm a little bit. And then can you take another deep breath? And they'll take this beautiful big breath and they're like I didn't realize I wasn't breathing and I'm like yeah like you have been pregnant how many years ago and you haven't been breathing and therefore like that affects your pelvic floor because diaphragm and pelvic floor are buddies and they want to work together and if one can't work the other can't work and vice versa and so I love getting to see people and I'm like it's gonna be this weird thing but I promise it's gonna work and then they take that breath and they're like ah feels so nice 100% like and even myself 100% like you 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 go like and I teach breath for a living like I do it with my clients all the time big fan of breathing for herself and she came back she's like apparently I haven't been breathing for six years (laughs) what are you talking about like you're like the biggest breathless person I know she's like no seriously she like flicked on my abdomen and I was like what's just it's like changed my life like like, now breathing what is this dark magic magic you talk about I don't know it's magic Oh, it's amazing. I'm curious, um, you know, I think one, I mean, we've already spoken to it, pelvic floor physical therapy is something that isn't all talked about really 
at all in a lot of areas. I mean, professionally for you, you're like, hey, we, we spent like five minutes on it in school. And mm-hmm. um, But I know for the, the general public, which is why we're doing this, this series and having you all speak to it, um, I think sometimes there's some fear, there's some uncertainty about the process. I think sometimes, too, there's this idea of like, well, you go if, right? You go if, like, it hurts. You go if, like, you're having painful sex or uh, you have prolapse or, you know, the incontinence is so, 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 so bad. But, you know, we just live with these things. So for for folks, specifically women who were kind of uncertain, like, is pelvic floor physical therapy for me? Which we've already kind of said, y'all, it's for everybody, for everything. You should all go. But just... <laughs> kind of giving some encouragement or advice, especially for pregnancy, what would you offer that population as they kind of sort through that decision? Because I think it's it's a big one and we just don't talk about it enough. Yeah. And I think it's easy, especially as when you're about to become a mom, but even as you become a mom, you're like, oh, it'll get better on its own. And it's hard to prioritize yourself. I think it would be amazing if everybody could have their pelvic floor assessed prior ever to being pregnant. There yes. are so many people who have pelvic floor issues, like myself included, prior ever to having a baby. But you just are like, oh, it's like not that bad. It's fine. And you then you have a baby and then you're like, oh, like that got worse. But it's so easy to think. And we're told so much, even during pregnancy, that oh, it's normal to have pain and you're a mom, so you're going to have leakage. And I ask so many women, do you do you leak at all? And they'll be like, no. And then they kind of think for a second, they're like, eh, just a little. But it's like only if da-da-da-da. And you're like, so that's still not normal. It's still not normal for you to have pain just because you're pregnant. It's still not normal for you to leak just because you're pregnant. And if you are someone who ever was a long distance runner, who was a dancer, a cheerleader, ice skater, horseback rider, I mean, I could just keep going. Like all of these things that require a lot of impact, um, a lot of maybe a gymnast, a lot of like tightness. They're very focused on like, you gotta be tight and firm and all of that kind of stuff. people who do CrossFit, it you're more likely to have pelvic floor dysfunction, again, without even considering the whole pregnancy situation. So I always encourage people, if you're wondering that it could be helpful, reach out to a pelvic floor therapist or maybe a friend who's gone to pelvic floor therapy and just start asking questions and see what they have to say because they'll probably encourage you to go, but they they'll be able to ask you, a pelvic floor therapist will be able to ask you like questions of, okay, are you having any bit of leakage? Then you should probably be going, even if you're pregnant. Because pregnancy adds this extra, obviously, weight and stress to the body. And it basically is really good at making things known and make us aware of issues that are going on that were probably always there but just didn't seem like a thing. And so reaching out and honestly just talking with a pelt for PT in a quick little conversation will usually help to kind of like make your mind up and make you go. 
uh, because it'll it'll just answer those questions of uncertainty for you. Yeah. And if you don't mind me kind of talking about why I'm on the topic, there's there's a whole big conversation right now about pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy and yes. especially internal work during pregnancy. And so in general, um, I dep- it obviously depends. We always have to screen the person to make sure that they're appropriate for inter- internal work and all of that. But it is completely safe as long as somebody is allowed to be having intercourse that they can do pelvic therapy. I promise what my one finger is doing is not doing as much as a penis would ever do. It's not half as aggressive. Yes. Let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. So it's actually like a pretty hot topic. Like, no, no, you shouldn't do internal work. If that's what's going to help somebody and that's a piece of their puzzle that is going to help them not to have debilitating pain so they can take care of their toddler while they're pregnant, Yes, it makes sense to do it. So I think it's a really big, important part of health for PT and OT that is kind of a little uncertain. And if somebody has a history of a lot of, you know, issues in the first trimester, miscarriages, whatever it might be, if they're really high risk, we talk about if it's necessary or important to do during the first trimester. But I always say for sure, second and third trimester, we are doing whatever we need to do that's appropriate for your situation. And again, if someone is allowed to have intercourse, they are allowed to have internal work during pregnancy because if we can make your pelvic floor, not make it, but help it, be what it needs to be before the baby ever happens, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. there's so many misconceptions there. I I think about, so back to something you said earlier, which is women get told all the time, this is normal, you know, Um, we have got to, and we're passionate about it in our work, and I know you guys are passionate about it in your work, um, but we have got to get better about differentiating common and normal. So true. It's unfortunate how much I have those conversations on a very daily and weekly basis. And it's at any point in your life, no one should have pain. And what I mean by that is something that is limiting you to do your everyday type of activities. And it's lasting longer than one to two weeks. So we all have random like strains and injuries and all of that. But it's not normal if it's going beyond one to two weeks, and it's affecting you to live. Dr. Jen, tell us in your opinion, because we're trying to debunk and demystify so much about what you guys do, what's what's one of the biggest misconceptions about pelvic floor therapy that you come up against? I think probably what you or if we don't say that K word around here, Kegels, <laughs> <laughs> um, that Kegels is the answer. Honestly, if Kegels was the answer, I wouldn't have a job because everybody would just do it and their issues would get better. So (laughs) that's probably the biggest misconception is that you're going to come to PT and you're just going to like squeeze, 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 squeeze the whole time and then we'll send you home and then you can do more at home and then see you later. Well, and I think too, and we've talked a little bit with some of y'all about it, but like why why not Kegels, right? And I think that might be important to speak to because I think sometimes it's 
it's not needed. Sometimes people are squeeze, squeeze, squeezing the wrong squeeze, squeeze, squeeze muscle. Maybe. I don't know. So could you speak to like, why not Kegels? Like, why may that not be the best idea? Yes. And I've seen all kind of varied things in research, like 50 to 80% of people do them wrong. Like it's nuts. Uh, and so every person that I have come in, we're still assessing their strength and their ability to squeeze and relax the muscles or contract and relax the muscles. So it's important that muscles are able to contract and able to relax. And most commonly, I'm going to say 99% of the people that I see in my office, usually it's going to be a tightness issue of those muscles. Yep. So could you work on Kegels? Sure. But if you have a tight muscle and then you just go and squeeze it and contract it more and more and more, it's just <laughs> going to continue to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Therefore, usually making the issue worse. So I see people all the time that are like, oh, I tried Kegels and it didn't work. And I'm like, yes, because that's not your issue. No and so we need to get those muscles to relax. Now, a common thing that we see, so I assess the strength of the pelvic floor we see weakness being an issue because of tightness. So the muscle is like already squeezed. It's really tight all the time. It's just like squeezing and holding on for dear life because of so many reasons. Maybe it's trying to stabilize and support the pelvis because the hips are weak or something like that. So these muscles are squeezing all the time. And then where I come in and I'm like, okay, squeeze more. And the muscle's like, I can't do more. I am already squeezing. And then we say, okay, relax. And it's like, I also can't do that either. <laughs> and so a tight muscle is just going to be in this constantly contracted state. And so by working on the relaxation of the muscle, the muscle is able to fully squeeze and then fully relax. So a lot of times I see people's strength improve without even needing to do Kegels and it's, it's doing what it should be doing. Just like you're not going to walk around with your shoulders up at your ears all the time, or some people do because there's so much tightness, but once you finally get their shoulders relaxed, like, oh, I feel so much better, and I can breathe easier, and all these things. It's still a muscle. It still needs to be able to squeeze and relax. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's I good. love that you just broke that down. So helpful. That's awesome. Dr. Jen, what's your favorite work you, you get to do so because you said pelvic floor therapy is everything so you get to do so many things you get to do the visceral work and help a lot of different populations but what's your favorite what do you really enjoy doing uh it's such a hard question because i love it all i do really love working with pregnancy i love myself a pregnant belly i just love that phase and just I don't know. I love getting to like feel the baby and the belly and all of that. Um, and just that you can make such a difference. Like people are like, oh, well, I'm leaking, but like it'll get better after I'm done being pregnant. And I'm like, no, it's going to get better now. Like we're going to work on that. Um, and same with pain. Like you can make a pregnancy be just like this really cool process for somebody when in the past they've just struggled so much with pain for mm -hmm. all nine months and beyond. So I love working with a pregnant belly. I love working with pregnant women. Um, that is something that's really fun. More recently, the more visceral stuff that I've done, I just love getting to do visceral on anybody because it is just this cool, special thing that a lot of people haven't had. And it can be a missing piece of the puzzle that people haven't had before, too. 
So something different that I can offer somebody who maybe has tried pelvic floor therapy with somebody else before. So I do really like that. And I also just love, for anybody that I work with, I think you said this in my bio, I just love relationships. I love getting to connect with people and get to know them. And usually by getting to know them, I also learn more about their pelt floor. Like, oh, you're a type A personality. That makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I like that. I love getting to be a person that can provide space for someone. So we do just like you guys with a lot of trauma and mm-hmm. uh, no one, a lot of people have come in and said, no one's listened to me this long talk about XYZ is going on. And I'm like, it's part of my job. I have to hear all of the parts of what's going on and ask all the questions to get an idea of where do I need to go with my assessment to know how to help you. And I love that we get so much time with women here because, in any patient here, because it gives me the time to be able to slow down and really listen and then be able to ask the right questions and following up. I've worked in environments before where uh, you got to get the certain number of units per day and you got to see this many people and you got to be this productive. And it's hard. You can't. You're worried about, okay, I have my next patient in five minutes and I need to do all these things and I want to make a difference with this person and I don't have the time. So it just leaves you with no space to be able to like let it be a relaxed and comfortable environment so that you can listen. And so whoever it's with, I love just getting to chat with them and get to know them and I, I just love communicating like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, what the real answer to the question is, the favorite part of your work is working with me, right? That's oh, yes, 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 yes. You're Okay, I'm your favorite patient, good. <laughs> um, it's a similar question to earlier, but I want to ask it differently and expand it a bit. If you could get rid of one myth about body's health or pelvic floor, what would it be? probably similar to what I said before, that deal with it mentality, that because you are pregnant, because you had a baby, because your family has a history of low back pain, you will deal with low back pain the rest of your life or knee pain or whatever it's going to be. At no point should you have to just deal with pain or deal with, we call it, the fancy word dysfunction, um, but leaking or pain with intercourse or whatever your thing could be. Uh, and we are here as a tool to like guide you through that process. So I'm so sorry that you got the impression that you need to deal with whatever, but you don't need to deal with whatever you're dealing with. And if we can't help you, we for sure will guide you in the right place to help you. Amen. That's good. What's your favorite part about being on the Genesis team? Everything. These coworkers and teammates are the best. Um, I love how, especially being like the new girl on the team, one of the new girls on the team of many, um, I was just like welcomed so easily. And I mean, the people that you see on Instagram are the people that they are. They're 
genuine women. That's what that tells me. (laughs) Yes. Um, They're just genuine people who, one, really enjoy what we do, and we like to have fun with it and make it be silly because it is fun, and you have to be, like, a little quirky and silly if you're going to be a felt floor therapist because (laughs) you're working with a very sensitive, weird part of the body. Um, So it's – I just love the passion that we all share and the fun that we get to have together. Um, We constantly have text threads going about whatever's going on in our lives. We had a good text thread a couple weeks ago just on natural deodorant that went on for days. Um, And just like, we can just talk to each other about anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and we also can go to each other with this, mentality of, okay, I saw this patient today. I've tried all these things. I'm really stuck. Or has anybody seen this? Or we all have kind of things that we love working with, which obviously if anyone has listened to the other episodes, you'll hear of who likes working with what and all of our certain niches and all of that. And you can open up a conversation or a text with anybody or the text thread that we constantly have going with like 50 notifications and say, hey, I saw this today. Can anyone give me some help or just like help me work my brain because um, I'm missing something. And it's so open. It's not judgmental. And it's so easy when you work with all women for it to be like, oh, you got to be better than the next person. And it's catty and all that. Like these girls, these women are just like amazing. They're really good at what they do. And I couldn't feel more honored to be a part of this really healthy, positive group of women to make a difference in the pelvic floor world. Because I, I've worked in a lot of different environments and with different coworkers, and I just love the women that I work with right now so much. They're just awesome. You guys are a gift to the world. I think it's why we wanted to collaborate with you guys formally um, because you embody so much of the core values that we care about at Aspen House. Like we want to be the best team to work for and the best team to work with and for there to be safety and vulnerability to learn and grow. I mean, we, we practice some of the same things. You get the team behind the team. We're constantly asking for feedback and casing things together. And so it is because you guys embody that that we were like, yeah, that, that's who we want to collaborate with. Like, this is the best collab we could do. So, yeah, totally. And it says a lot, like, you guys as bosses for your team, Becky as our boss, you genuinely care about your employees, and you want to make it a good environment for them. And Becky always jokes, I want to make it a place that they'd never want to leave, yes. so I have to take care of them. <laughs> and to have a boss say that, you're like, interesting. Like, I guess I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, it makes sense. Like if, if I am in an environment where I feel like I have the equipment that I need or have the things that I need to be supported, even as a mom, that's going to make me, I told my husband the other day, there's no reason why I want to leave this job ever. So like, you better not (laughs) leave your job (laughs) Uh, because I don't know what would happen. So it makes such a difference when you have a really good leader leading the team. And 
she just has an amazing ability to pick awesome people. I think she's gifted in that to, to be able to make the team that she has. That's amazing. Okay, Dr. Jen, we close the show with the same questions every time. So what would you like the audience to take away from our conversation today? What would you like to leave them with? I think the biggest takeaway for the audience would be uh, just start asking questions and seek out what your options could be so that you can know what the right path should be. There's lots of different options that someone can go down when they're in the route of pain. And I just encourage people to feel open to pelvic floor therapy. And it just sounds way scarier than what it is, but it can really make a difference because it could be finally that into that healthcare provider that you work with that might help make a difference. And this even if it's as simple as asking questions, that's okay. We are not afraid to answer questions because our goal as a pelvic floor therapist is just to get pelvic floor therapy out there and just help people understand that it's a thing. Yeah, so good. Final question. What's your takeaway from our time today? Oh, goodness. I feel like I could say everything, the whole conversation, but also just the importance of having a positive team and environment around you makes all the difference in your life. So again, that is for me too. Like I love the people that I work with, but that also creates a healthy environment so that I can be healthy in myself. And that means my coworkers also encourage me that like, Jen, you, you need some treatment. Like you need to get help with that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I shouldn't be having pelvic floor issues and taking that time to take care of myself. Um, but also the same would be for anybody listening that you have people around you supporting you so that you aren't alone in like your journey of life and that you're also not alone in the pain that you experience and any of that. And so I think everybody just needs a positive, like, environment and friends around them to support them in that way. Amen. Mm, so good. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you so much. Yeah. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're amazing. Dr. Jen is really brilliant. I'm not surprised. I'm just still taken away by it. She's so smart and so brilliant and so much fun to talk to. I loved that conversation. Me too. Me too. What was your takeaway? Oh, gosh. Um, I... I, it was helpful for me because though I have somewhat of a concept map, but her really kind of talking through the visceral work and building that concept map, it was helpful for me personally. Like I've, I've done some high level conversations with her, with my work with her, but then also just in general, but for her to walk us through that, um, I, I'm just taken away by like all that these pelvic floor therapists can do 
you know, I mean, we keep talking about just everything that it treats and, and how foundational. And, and I think even in the podcast, we're like, pelvic floor therapy is everything. And I'm like, it is. I mean, think about all this visceral. It is everything. Just so powerful. So loved that a lot. What about yep. you? What's your takeaway? I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to have to go look it up. We'll, we'll post it on our Instagram. But she made a statement that like the reason they are so holistic is because the pelvic floor and the study of their specialty is the connection between the lower half of the body and the upper half of the body. And when she said that, I go, that's why you guys are brilliant. That's why it works. That's why you understand what you understand. You're literally looking at the chain reaction across the entire system and centered at this one, you know, portion of the body that is so interconnected to everything else. And so their mindset, their concept map for approaching challenges and issues is so complete. And I thought her language around that was just brilliant. So I, I just take that away when, if anyone ever asked me like, why pelvic floor? I'm like, because it is the connection from the bottom to the top. And that's why they know all the things. Oh, such a good point. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Arable Podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo. And edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcasts on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain. 